The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson, and I'm so glad that you're here with me. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. My special guest is one of the most sought after self-empowerment authors, having done over 90 television, radio, magazine, and newspaper interviews in the last six months, six months. A therapist in private practice for over 30 years, he's published the Fix Yourself Handbook last year. Now, this book contains over 20 years of research, program development, and counseling application. Absolutely amazing. I believe, in my mind, in my heart of hearts, this book is best described in the following excerpt. No one can fix your world for you. Everything you need to be happy and fulfilled is already inside of you. You simply need to understand how to use it. Then you can find peace empowerment and begin to love yourself. Let's learn about this and many other uh, anecdotes and excerpts from this amazing book by introducing Mr. Faust Ruggiero. Faust, how are you doing, sir? Aubrey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me aboard. You know, I, uh, I, I've watched uh, a number of the episodes. I'm really a fan of the show, so it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you, sir. And uh, we reciprocate. We truly, truly are, are, are honored that you are on our show, taking time out of your busy schedule. And uh, I, I love the title, by the way, of your book, right? The, the Fix Yourself Handbook. Because when it comes to life, right, uh, it's not like a refrigerator or a lawnmower, you know, where it has a user's manual, right? We don't have those things. And so handbooks, you know, uh, is, is, is a good guide, navigational tool and so forth. So um, from the sounds of the book, and I've done some reading on, on your website about the book, it sounds like this book can truly apply to all facets of life. Is that right? That's what it's designed to do. You know, when you're, when you're a therapist, particularly in private practice, and you, you, you see so many people you, you, you kind of work, you kind of you know, vacillate between, do I solve this problem or do I teach them the right way to solve all their problems? I so, see. you know, and the second is always the right way. You know, we don't want people to keep coming back to us and say, well, I have a new problem. Well, I've got another problem. You know, we yeah. want them to be, we want to teach them to be 
uh, you know, to empower them to be self-sufficient people who yes. can go out and, you know, take on whatever comes on in life. You may need some help every now and then, but for the most, no, we all do. But for the most part, we mm -hmm. should be able to say, okay, there's a problem there. I got the resources. I got the confidence. And these are the tools and the skills that, that I, that I need and I can apply them. So that's what the book's designed to do. Fantastic. Oh man. So, um, uh, from what I understand as well, Faust, the, the, the book has uh, several foundational um, elements, right? Uh, I think I mentioned it in the introduction, talking about research, program development, et cetera. Um, but can you share with us, um, I guess, a key or primary um, foundational element in this book driven by the process way of life? Can you explain the process way of life for us? Yeah, you know, the, you know, when, when you do what I've done, as long as I've, as I've done it, you know, mm -hmm. you come out of school and you, they teach you all the formal ways to deal with people. And, and it's wonderful. You, you, mm -hmm. you, you gain the skills. Then you're thrust into the real world. And, you know, I've, been, right. I've counseled in death clinics and I've counseled in mm -hmm. uh, uh, hospitals and mm -hmm. in, in uh, uh, prisons and the whole thing. And all of a sudden... You're saying, okay, they did. They didn't tell me this. Right. They didn't tell me that. And then you're in practice, and you start throwing this out a little. You don't use that too much, and you start picking the things you do use. And what I started to realize was that what was missing is, first of all, what was missing is our ability to go inside ourselves and get what we need. Yes. We go yes. outside of ourselves for everything. Well, mm -hmm. this doesn't work. Someone out there is either to blame or someone should be there to help me fix this or fix it for me. Mm -hmm. so the first thing I, I saw, I said, well, that's not the case. We got to go. We have to be masters of our, of our own destiny, if you will. Mm -hmm. We have to be our own empowerment experts. So I said, what, how does this happen? And it, it, you know, it really started to dawn on me. Every time someone would come in, uh, they're not being honest with themselves or their mm -hmm. emotions are overriding their intellects or all the various, the defenses, all the various things. So I started to realize that certain processes of life were missing. And mm -hmm. then, you know, really started to do the research and let's start defining some of these things. Right, right. And I came up with about 52 of them uh, that I thought applied in this first text and uh, put them into uh, all, all the various chapters of 36 chapters, 36 right. different problems, things that we do. And those processes are the keys. That's the one. If you if you master the processes, mm -hmm. uh, then you're able to start looking inside yourself because now you got those tools. And but, but again, the key is that you want to, you, you want to be able to do this for yourself. You, we think it's easier to go out and let somebody else do it. And it looks that way until yeah. they don't and they right. won't. That's <laughs> but, right. Then we have to go, you're going to come back to yourself anyway. So you're going to come back with anger or fear or depression or whatever it may be, or you're going to come to yourself in the beginning and, and, and come to the PowerPoints you have. And that's what I want people to find. We all, we all have this. I have found nothing new. I'm just identifying it and putting it into a format. That's all. Fantastic, man. Found fantastic. And it sounds like a very intuitive format. Uh, and if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to pick up a copy of this book. I truly, truly am because, you know, it's a good self-check for me. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very self-aware of my shortcomings, my uh, attributes, uh, things I need further development in and so forth. And so, you know, um, it's a good check for what am I doing right? What can I do better, right? And that sort of thing. But, you know, not everyone in life is on the same level. Not everyone in life is in the same place, right? So uh, it sounds like you, you have some, 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 very, um, some very useful tools to help people overcome some of those challenges before they can even realize that, their happiness and 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 the 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 tools to fix themselves are from within. Like let's say someone who is, and I'm just throwing examples out here, someone who's codependent, right? They're always, to your point, looking outward for the answer, the solution, or someone to bail them out or someone to help them. Um, another example, let's say someone who has a very, very sense of low self-esteem due to oh, traumatic events in their childhood, or maybe just being left out of, you know, school activities, family life, friends, and that sort of thing growing up. So, so they have a low sense of 
self or worth, you know, um, uh, your tools, it sounds like addresses those for people who are struggling in those areas. Is that right? Exactly what it's designed to do. Um, you know, we, people will come into my office and say, well, you got all this together. My God, you've been doing this for years and published author. You won awards and all. And I say, well, one of the reasons I got here is because like you, I'm an introspective person and I am keenly aware yes. of those deficits. So, you know, flipping forward, when I, when I read through the book after it was mm -hmm. finished and mm -hmm. started working in my own life, I started seeing, you know, not only did I put this together, now I started to formally use it myself. Right. Something that I, I was doing all those things, but it was fragmented. It wasn't, it wasn't put into a language, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now I'm helping people and I'm saying, I'm actually a better counselor. Now I flip backward again and I say, how'd I get there? Because like you, again, the deficits were there. We all have a story. None of us got here and, you know, and nothing went wrong. You know, right, something right. spurs that along, you know, for me, my, I, I, you know, if you remember when you and I talked in our initial conversation, I said, my dad got it, had a stroke when I was nine. So, yeah. you know, talk about changing family dynamics, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. the, with, with a stroke at, at the age of 42, which he was uh, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, it's grow up and grow up fast. And you don't grow up fast when you're nine, you think you do. No. Uh, it changes a whole lot of things. And, you know, then you get into teenage years and you're doing the wrong things. And then you start, you get into college and you start putting it together and you realize, man, I got some work to do here if I <laughs> want right. to do it right. Yes. You know? And that's the key. You can, mm -hmm. you, we, we can meander our way through life and we're doing things wrong and we'll blame this guy and the government didn't do this and mm -hmm. my spouse didn't do this and that sure. horrible guy at work and you know, yeah. and, 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 and if there's anything that tells you that there's a problem within is that almost everywhere else you look, there seems to be a problem. So the problem yes. is not outside of you and you can't fix it there. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, some of this program is, is formal education, some of its experience, some of its personal mm -hmm. uh, trauma where you, you know, myself, I had to work through some things. Yeah. And yeah. when I wrote it and I read it later and it really started to make some difference, that was the proof I needed, you know, could it actually change my life? You know, could I step down from being the so-called expert and um, mm -hmm. read what I wrote and and and, uh, and make some changes based on it? And it happened. So I'm kind of you know, happy with that part of it. Oh no, absolutely, Faust. And, and to me, it sounds like that was your point of rediscovery, right? Um, you were the expert. You built it. <laughs> you made it. And, and and so you know there was a point of discovery in in building it, obviously. And then now you're seeing how it applies to your life, or you're asking yourself, how can I apply this to my life? And 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 that's practical application to where you are now rediscovering <laughs> on the other end of the pencil, I guess you could say. You know. Yeah. yeah you know, it's yeah. interesting. Um, as you were talking, it reminded me of a chapter I wrote on wisdom because you know we mm -hmm. all want that wisdom. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the, you know, wisdom, you know, if, if you think you arrived and now you're the expert that you don't realize how close that is to arrogance. Yes, and when you yes. get to that point, you yes. start to think, well, maybe I've arrived, you know, maybe I got right, to right. the point where I, I got it all together. And then you realize if you don't get some humility into there, thank and you. back exactly. it down a few notches, exactly. you're going to be in trouble. And what I, I say in the book is that, you know, uh, arrogance is the teacher who arrives at the destination and believes he doesn't have to learn anymore. Humility yes. is the teacher that continues to remain the student. And that's the, the path I choose to stay on. Never get to the point where I think I learned, I learned enough. There's no destination in life no. where you get to and say, I got it. You no. should, we should continue to grow, challenge ourselves, and, and learn and, and, and fix yourself, if you will, but get out there and be able to empower your world and then spread that out to everyone else, you know, wrap that around the rest of the world, because the final thing in life is, isn't really how much we get. It's how much we give. Absolutely. So that's the bottom. And, and if you, and I don't care how much you gain in your life, if you're not willing to give it all away, if you're not willing to share all that, you blew it. it it's yeah. just as simple as that. No, it, it, it totally is. And, and I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I know some people 
aren't big fans of this word, but um, you know, one's legacy is based on what they give, not what they receive, and not even what they accomplish. You know, in my opinion, it, it's it's what they give. That's the legacy, right? And 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 so um, you know, my background is talent development. So from a training and learning standpoint. I'm totally in lockstep with you, Faust, when it comes to always learning, okay? And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm truly digging this conversation because we've already talked about and tapped into two of what I call the four cornerstones to personal growth. And the two that we tapped into was self-awareness and humility, very, very, very key areas. And, and so I appreciate you uh, uh, sharing some insight for the listeners on how those two apply to fixing yourself and apply to life. So let me ask you something. Um, we talked a minute, uh, a few minutes ago about how, you know, you, you've, you've dealt with uh, your your father having a stroke at 42 and then getting, you know, as you got older, got mixed in with the wrong crowd, maybe a little trouble here and there, then you're in college. And then you start to realize, uh, I don't know if it's, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say you start to get it, right? Um, you start to realize, hey, I got some work to do if I want to, you know, get serious about this. Um, when it comes to that point of realization, is there ever a such thing as someone being early to the party or too early or, or, or someone you know, discovering it's a, that? It's a great you? question. Uh, none of us arrive at the same time. Okay. You know, life is a journey. Yes, it the is. The world doesn't stay. It's not stagnant. It doesn't stay in one place and wait for us. It's dynamic. Yeah. It changes, you know, every day. I mean, I'm at a point now where I'm in my 60s and I remember and I had a laugh there was some music that came on. I said, oh, that's terrible. And then it brought me back to my parents saying, you rock and roll. And you." And I said, <laughs> the world is changing. And I need to not embrace everything going on, right. but apply myself yes. to put myself in a position to open it all up and yes. come in and, and get that. Um, yes. We don't all get it at the same time. And I don't know that it's important that we do. If we all just arrived at the same time, now you're talking a static world. It's never, it's never going to happen. It's right. going to change constantly. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, we're back to that. A lot of people think we, we, we're going to get it at a certain point. And my mm -hmm. question is always, okay, how do we know when we got it? Right. That's pretty abstract. You know? <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I preach in, 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 in the book. There is no destination. If mm -hmm. there is, can you please tell me when you got there? How yeah. do you know you got there? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a dynamic journey that changes every day from the moment we take our, uh, we take our first breath to the time we take our last. Right. Between those, what I call existential bookends, mm -hmm. everything occurs. And the gift is that it changes constantly because that's where our growth is. Yes. If we're willing to embrace that concept, yes. Uh, if we want, if we want to get there, and it's, and, and again, I, I, the way the brain works, the brain tries to keep us as comfortable as it can. That's the brain's right. job, right? Whether it's a comfort zone, whether it's you know, it, 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 it's sitting with your your bowl of chips at night or your self-preservation, yeah. all that crap, you know. And yeah. then we realize that the comfort zone became a prison, and we're locked into it, and now we're you know, we're behind the eight ball a little bit. Uh, that's mm -hmm. what the brain wants us to do. And mm -hmm. I always tell people, challenge all that. You don't have to, you know, that's not to be life changing events. Right. Mix the mix the order of what you do up every day. Change, put a few things in that that don't typically uh, belong there uh, right. and, and challenge yourself. Work with change constantly. Be a person who's willing to say, let me look at that. Yes. Yes. Uh, whether it's in, in events or it's in people, you know, we, mm -hmm. you know, we all do this uh, prejudice thing we call, uh, you know, we, we are only going to allow certain people in. It's not only based on color or sexuality. No, it's across no. the board. Yes, it is. Because we don't, yeah. you know, we, we don't know how, we don't know how. And, and right. you know what the answer is to all of that? Take every person, one, one person at a time. Here, you and I having a conversation. We are thoroughly enjoying mm -hmm. sharing some love together because yep. we chose to do that at the end you and i will both be better people because we got to spend an hour together 
do that across the board. Do it with everyone that you meet. Open yes. it all up and see what that person brings to you. And, you know, because we all have, if, if you're going to trust what I said, we all have the power inside us. Everyone does trust that the next guy does too. Yes. And, and, and check it out, see what's in there. And that's, that's again, the gift of studenthood. Go find out what the other person has. Go, go find out what the other event has. Challenge yourself just a little bit. Get a yes. little bit uncomfortable because you, yes. you had to move yes. off your safe zone and then mm -hmm. figure out why you got uncomfortable. Right. There's so much, there's so much information in that. Yeah, no, it truly is, you know, and, and, and you hit the nail right on the head, Foss. I mean, two things that contribute to growth is change and discomfort, right? Yeah. Um, you don't want your safe space to become a prison. In a lot of cases, it does because we're creatures of habit, right? And, and, and we like and go for what we are most comfortable with and what we feel the safest with. And, and, and it takes a tremendous amount of presence of mind to uh, stop yourself and realize, hey, wait, I feel too comfortable here. I'm going to challenge myself and do something different, right? And your book has the tools to help someone realize that and to turn things around to, to, to slightly challenge themselves, to feel a little discomfort, and to uh, uh, to also learn how to deal and bear with that discomfort as they're going through it. You know, uh, that's what, it, that's what I'm gathering from what, what you're sharing with your insights about your book and about your extensive experience in, in, in this field, Faust. I really, really appreciate this, sir. So, um, you spoke a, a few minutes about, uh, a few minutes ago about, um, uh, part of, a point that you made in the book is that there is no destination, right? And, and, and so, you know, this is a journey and we continue to grow, evolve, learn, et cetera. So, and and that, that made me think of um, part of an excerpt that you've had in, in your book, another, another part of an excerpt. And, and I found this, personally, I found this intriguing, okay? And I would love if you can share your thoughts on this and your insights for the listeners. So here, here's, here's part of that, uh, of that excerpt. Understanding limitlessness, that feeling that boundaries don't have to exist, is a priceless feeling. C can you share your message behind that for the listeners? Yeah, you know, that, that, that comes into uh, the part of the book where I talk about faith. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, we decide, you know, when people get to the chapter on faith, what I'll get is they'll say, geez, I don't know if I want to be a spiritual person. And I said, well, I said faith. Mm -hmm. I didn't say spiritual. I didn't say anything about God, but you right. went there and, mm. this, and that's okay. But mm. what you did is you decided I don't want to. So you cut off your ability oh, yeah. to learn something right there. Mm -hmm. And that's across the board. You know, mm -hmm. we talked about just a moment ago about discrimination. Spiritual is another thing that we do, and yeah. and and we don't want to go there. We, it, my concern in these matters is that we consciously make a decision to exclude, mm. and then by definition, and there's and I I can't imagine anyone arguing at this. When we do that, we have decided that we're not going to learn anymore about that. Our 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 limit, our upward mobility, our our ability to get to a higher intellectual level has now been compromised because we consciously made a choice not to explore something, whether it's to get to know another person, whether it's to explore faith. And, and I tell them to explore faith just like they explore every other chapter I have right. in there. Everything else, just treat it the same way. Go right. get the information. Right. Be unbiased. Don't make a decision ahead of time and see what you what you come up with. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we are very intellectually limiting people. We, we, we fancy ourselves as intelligent, yeah. uh, but we, if, if you look at your day over and over, we make decisions not to explore something that could provide us with information or experiences or the love of another person or whatever it may be, because yes. before we even try, we say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get mm -hmm. to know that person. I'm going to exclude that one. I'm not going to look at that piece of information because, right. you know, in our family, we never did that sort of thing, you know? And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, funny story. We, we went to um, 
a fundraiser for the kids' school many years mm-hmm. ago. And after the dinner was over, there was a dance floor and people were dancing. So we're all having a nice time. And there's a group of uh, fathers that I knew and none of them whom were dancing. And I said, come on, get your wives and dance. And no, and no, I don't do that. And I've never done that. And she knows that. And one father, one father said, all right, why not? And got yeah. up there and really tried. He was a little clumsy, yeah. but he went out. His wife was thrilled with him. I can't believe wow. you did this in public for me. Yeah. And, and I saw him the next day. I didn't know any of that. He, he saw him the next day and he said, you're not going to believe what you did last night. And I said, I don't know. What did I do? Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you changed my life. And I said, I'm missing it because I we were dancing. He said, stop right. right there. That's what you did. You put me in a position where I, you, I couldn't back out of it. Mm-hmm. I danced with my wife. We did some fast fancying. I know he says, I know I look like a jerk. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you didn't. We all probably, or we all did either. You were just like the rest of us. But he said, but I, I jumped out of a, a, not only a safe zone, right. a bias that I had, I told myself, I will never do that. It's not that dancing opened up my life. Right, I said, right. I changed my mode of thinking. I said, let me try that. He says, you know what I realized? I'm going to try other things now. Oh, absolutely. It totally that's, applies. That's to what others. it's all about. To that's be willing value. to take yes. a little risk. Yes. I don't normally do that. I don't normally talk to that guy. I don't normally try mm-hmm. that thing over there. But, you know, yes. I don't have to jump right into it. If I take an yeah. inch, it's an inch farther than I was earlier. I did something and I'm going to see how that goes. And maybe if I took that inch, I'll try the next inch. Yes. You know, so, you know, if, if there's anything that I kind of, I do like about myself at this point in my life, that even in my mid sixties, I'm saying, bring it on. Let's, let's see what the next thing is because yeah, I yeah. want to learn. And then when I get that, I want to put it into a little package and I want to give the next person that here, try this. I did this and it works and yeah. I can, I can help you. I can, I can show you how to do it. And uh, you're going to, it's, it's just about, it's not about making the change. It's about being the person willing to initiate the change. If you're able to do that, everything falls into place. So true. So true. And, and the very thing you mentioned right there, Faust, I mean, can you imagine if each person did one thing to help themselves or grow outside of their comfort zone, they learn from it and they apply it to another facet that helps someone else. If everyone did that exponentially, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's it, it, small builds to great. So it's, it's, it's small changes that each person makes collectively that, that yields a big change for the world. I truly, truly in my heart of hearts believe that. And, and that's exactly the way it is. Because again, it, the small changes, first of all, bring us out of the, of the comfort zone. That's the easiest way to get out of a comfort zone. Plus they initiate greater thinking because we have more confident we're willing to look at some new things yes, that's yeah. always nice and then we it, it helps us to connect with everyone else which is so nice when you you know when you're doing you're doing what you're doing i'm doing what i'm doing and here we are sharing the information yes uh, and and it's not yours and mine anymore we've mm-hmm. now put this together and made a whole new body of information tonight that your listeners may look and say listen to these two guys go at this thing it's mm-hmm. organic it's flowing uh, it, it's touching all different kinds of things. And, you know, I, I go back to when I was a kid, there was a television show on called, um, it was one of those old variety things. And the, and the entertainer's name was Red Skelton. And yeah. at the end of his show, every, every week, he would say very humbly, and he was a very humble man. He said, if at the end of my, uh, what we've done here, if, you know, and across the nation, everyone's watching, but if only one of you, just one laughed, I, my mission was complete tonight. And that, mm-hmm. that has resonated with me all my life. I hear a comedian nice. saying this, but he's, yeah. so I say, if today I got to change one or at least help a person move into it on a different square, so to speak, yes. and that person's willing to do something with it, I had a pretty productive day today because it could have been a day where I just had a whole lot of fun and said, gee, thanks, God, what a wonderful gift you gave me today. Right. And I didn't give it to anyone else. I kind of failed. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if one of our, listeners tonight comes back and says oh i got something from that we did okay i couldn't agree more i i've you know i i've unknowingly have said this ever since starting this show you know if if i can have a guest who has a message that resonates with one listener then 
that is the value. That's the impact, right? So for me, it was unknowingly, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know Red Skelton said that at the end of his variety show, but uh, I've been, a, I've been a, a huge believer in, you know, you impact one person, you know, that's, that's value, that, that's purpose, right? So, um, man, thank you so much for sharing that, that insight, Foss. Uh, very, very much appreciated. And uh, I want to go back for a second and talk about um, just uh, another persona, if you will, of, of uh, someone that your book can help, right? I gave two examples. Uh, the first example was someone who was codependent. They relied on people on the outside without looking right. inside, right, for help, for bailing out, for support. And then uh, the second example, I think, was a uh, someone with low self-esteem. Um, you know, they, they don't think they're even worthy of looking inward because they don't think they have anything of value from within to fix themselves. So the third, the third example I wanted to share, and I want your thoughts on this, if, if, you, can, if you can share, please, is um, someone, let's say, who really isn't self-aware. They, really they really don't take an introspective uh, um, you know, look at themselves. Uh, and when it comes to their you know, needs for development, um, they feel that they're fine and they don't need fixing. Um, how, 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 can, how can the tools in your book help someone who's in that space? You know, if, if a person is willing to read the book, mm -hmm. uh, then, and, and I have those people and I have them as clients. They, they come in and they're, and they're like that. Mm -hmm. I say, okay, fine. I'm not gonna challenge you. And, and if, you're, if you really believe you're there, I, God bless, I hope you are, but <laughs> read this and just don't make any judgments about it. Just read right. it. Right, right. And um, you might just change your mind because those people tend to be more black and white in what yes. they do. Yes. But I, I caught those people in my, re, in my research design because that was part of the crowd. You, you're going to try to get to everybody and help them. You got to get to those people. Yeah. And that, yeah. what I did is at the end of every chapter, I made the chapter short, first of all, Mm -hmm. three to five pages because those folks and many other people particularly our young people are not reading long anymore they want everything real fast right so right. i made it uh, shorter chapters but at the end of every chapter mm -hmm. i said try doing this and here's the steps so if you're dealing with codependency for example mm -hmm. and, and in the book i i talk about the dependent behavior and people pleasing and all that stuff that goes through codependency and i say right, right. in order to deal with it do these six or seven things yes, yes. <clears throat> those people came back and said hmm. first some of them said i think i am and then they said well i don't do that and i don't do that and i said well why don't you try yeah they yeah. want concrete information they don't want what they don't want is to hear you preach if I'm the guy so that says, no, I, I know all that, and you try to change my mind, mm -hmm. I'm not going there. They're, they're the people that, you know, who might get the, uh, the erector set and not read the instructions, and they got 37 yeah. pieces over here that didn't, somehow didn't come into the, into the puzzle. So, yeah. So yeah. They don't read the instruction, but they will, if you make it real plain and simple, mm -hmm. say, just do this. Yes. Then they'll do it. Yeah. Then they'll go and get it. That keeps it simple, you know, and, and, and they don't feel like they're being told what to do. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a sense of humility. It sounds like that you have when you deliver that advice to them, just try it, just read the book, just try this. And that's another distinction about your book, Foss, that uh, makes me want to pick up a copy is it's not just preaching. It's not preaching at all, but the, 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 the part that really stands out to me is it gives a call to action. It gives a call to action. It uh, sounds like in every chapter um, for the reader, for you know the what? person who's going through this. Harvey, when I, when I designed this book, of course, you know, you, 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 you I took a year, I, I was going to start writing. And then, mm -hmm. I, you know, I took a, some advice from people in the mm -hmm. publishing business. They said, mm -hmm. back down a little bit. You're going to have to learn all this stuff. You can go get it later and play catch up or, why don't you learn how to design things and talk to people? So I did that. And I said, you know, 
what's missing in self-help after reading all these texts was you know, they all came with a lot of information. Yeah. 40, 40 page chapters and what have you. And in every chapter, in every book, I'm sorry, what was missing was the how-to section at the end. Mm-hmm. They said, mm-hmm. here, here's codependency. A codependent people want everyone to love them and they, they want everybody to be okay so they can feel like their world is okay and et cetera. Right. Okay, if you're going to do that, then you're going to have trouble. Read this. I, I condensed all the information in about three pages and you're going to mm-hmm. see it. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. And then at the end, I did what I never, ever saw done before. I gave them the exact steps in every chapter, all 36 chapters, mm. do this. Mm. If you awesome. do this, it will work for you. And everyone who's read the book, everyone who counsels with me and works through this program says, you can't fail if you do it. <laughs> right, and, and, right. And then the, again, the neat thing, and as humbly as I can say it, I created nothing new. I went inside, got what we already have. Right. I just simply laid it out differently. So if if laying it out differently is something new, okay, I'm blessed to have done that. But really, all I it, that's what makes it so nice. It's not I'm not selling acronyms and I'm not selling no. um no this new uh plan and you right, know right. fix yourself in 10 easy steps, all that yeah. stuff that people buy and then say, Oh, that didn't work. Right, right. <laughs> I set it up so that the, the steps are right there. And the neat thing about it is let's say you're dealing with anger and you read the chapter on anger and you, Hey, and you work the steps on it and it, boy, this works great. I'm much better. And then a year from now on a year from now, some of your old tricks are back and you're starting to do that again. You can go right to the table of context. There's the chapter on anger. It's about right, five right. pages, read it yeah. again and go right to the steps <laughs> and your reference book is there for you. And that's why oh. the other thing I wanted it to be, I want them to be able to go back Yes. Say, now, where in the book was anger? Now I got to go find it. And then, you know, they're not going to. But if it right, says anger right. in the in the, in the table of contents and I can go right there and there's the five pages, my little refresher. And there's the steps. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I catch my breath and I go back and do it again because I did it once already. I know I can do it again. No, for sure. Yeah, you definitely could do it again, you know. Um, and uh, man, that is that is thank you for sharing that telling you know something you haven't done before or haven't seen done before at the end of every chapter giving someone a call to action you know that 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 right there i think supports the true value and purpose that someone can get out of the book right i mean you can read all day long but until you know you're given some direction and some action to take you know you really will never apply it right so uh, I want to touch on one of those chapters. I think you mentioned as an example in your last answer with anger. I want to mm-hmm. talk about uh, a, a chapter or an area that you talked about regarding um, creativity, okay, and discovering the creativity within yourself and just some of the benefits uh, and, 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 and ways you can tap into your creativity. Everyone has different levels, I guess. Some are more than others. Some are just more tapped into it than others, but how can someone discovering, or let's say rediscovering their creativity, help them in overcoming their adversities and challenges? Wonderful question. Um, the chapter on creativity is one of my favorite chapters in the book. I have, I have to say, uh, I have three or four that I just, you know, I, I wrote them when I was done. I said, oh, I just hit it. And that was one of them because I believe um, maybe a little different than there. And this is not blowing smoke at everyone. I believe everyone is creative. <clears throat> I believe that the problem is we tend to compare ourselves to those who are, you know, the athletes, the singer, the gotcha. movie star. Yeah, and we yeah. look at what they're doing and say, now that's creative, that dancer, whatever it may be. I'm not creative. Mm. They have they have mastered their form of creativity. We all have our own. And what I always tell people is stop thinking of yourself as not creative. Right. And don't, do not look for the thing you're creative in, because if you do that, you're pressing. Yeah. Be creative in everything you do. I don't care if you're taking out the garbage, Yes. you know, sing and dance and do what you do it in a creative fashion, put your own spin on everything you do. Uh, and and if you do that in everything, 
you will now say, I'm being creative. It doesn't have a destination yet, mm -hmm. but I just realized that every little mundane thing I used to hate, all those little things that I defined as not creative, right. I just attached a little bit of creativity to. And once I do that, the, the neurology, so to speak, starts changing. Right. And I start thinking about myself just a little differently. Mm -hmm. And um, if you do that, then you're going to start applying it again. There's that little to big stuff we talk about. You're going to apply right. it to something. Well, you know what? I tried that once. I thought I was okay. It wasn't so yeah. good. Maybe I'll try that again. Or yeah. all of a sudden, a little creative fire going on inside yeah. me that I didn't feel before because I was not using that part of my brain, so to speak. Got it. Okay. And so it's like once kindling. you start doing it, it's about thinking of yourself differently. I see. That's what it's all about. If I think of myself as creative, let me give you an example. I am going through all this stuff as, as I was growing up and I get into college and uh, actually twice this happened in high school. I had a journalism teacher uh, call me out and, you know, he was a, an older tough guy and you, you know, you didn't get anything past him and I was getting it past the world. So, you know, I was having right. a good time and he <laughs> calls me and says, your talents are far greater than, you know, and you are not going to skip by my class, which I took as an elective because I get out of this pretty easy. Sure. Says, yeah. Guess, guess who my new news editor is. It's you and you're able to do it. And I said, huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> I took it and ran with it just to, just to prove him wrong. And well, yeah. guess what? The newspaper wins a national award for its news department. Amazing. <laughs> now I get into college and I'm a junior yeah. And I get a professor who says to me, you're skating a bit. And I don't think you're using your abilities here. You're far more creative in your ability to teach than you know. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, oh, he says, so I want you to teach, uh, run a group in one of my classes. Every week you get to run that group. Mm -hmm. All right. I said, what the heck? I can wing my way through this. He says, oh, no, you can't. Because oh. you're not teaching. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm an undergraduate junior. He said, yeah, yeah. you're going to teach second semester, second year graduate students. This oh, class. wow. The I said, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, right. Now I'm thinking, can I, can I do this? And I'm thinking, what are they going to say when the, when the undergraduate junior walks into their class and says, yeah. I'm teaching you? Right, well, we right. tried it. And of course, they had to adjust a bit. And mm -hmm. he worked with them on that. But it happened. Now, mm. I never thought I could do this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I was put in a position to creatively challenge myself. That's right. So the moral of the story is you don't have to be a prodigy. You don't have to be a, you know, a, some intelligent person. You just have to say creatively, just like every other comfort zone we talked about, I'm going right. to step out of this and try to challenge myself. And if I'm willing to do that, what in the world would make me think I don't have that in me? I don't know. Right. I, I keep saying it's not there because I didn't look. That's like right. so mom, mom right. said, go back. I think you left your, your wristwatch in your room and you don't go in there and you say, no, it's not there. Well, you don't have your wristwatch. Then until you go and look and say, oh my God, it was under that, that pair of pants I threw in the corner that I wasn't supposed yeah. to throw there. Yeah. And, and I found it. Likewise, yeah. everything's inside us. We just have to be willing to go get it and we may fail. That's not, or, or, or not get there where, where we, where we want to get there right away. Yeah. That's okay. It's not about the destination. That's what I keep preaching. It's right. about the decision to move forward on the, journey. on the journey. That's what it's about. And if you're willing to do that, you become a different person and then you'll define all the rest of it as you go forward. It's oh, all yeah. there waiting for you. Beautiful, beautiful, tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love how we, how we came full circle to the meaning and the message and the essence of the book of, of finding this from within, right? right. And yeah, and, 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 and taking those action steps to move in that direction. So uh, Foss, man, I want to really, really um, thank you for, for coming on to the show. Can you just share with the listeners how they can connect with you, learn more about your work, and maybe pick up a copy of your book? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, when I, when I, we, we set up the website, I wanted to be uh, the same type of person on that website that I was when I wrote the book. So we, mm -hmm. we threw excerpts on, uh, about the book there. We have all different kinds of parts of the book 
uh, on the website. So you can actually go in there and say, is this really what I want for me? I want it to be transparent. I want it to be open and, and not sell, so, yes. so to speak. So um, if, if, if listeners go to uh, my website, it's my name, FaustRuggiero.com. Uh, you'll find everything about this book uh, that you want. Every, everything is there. Um, if you're interested in buying it, Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the usual re retailers have it. Uh, but everything about the book uh, is, is on that website. Uh, and, and we're pretty, you know, you can contact me also. If anyone has any questions, it's a contact link. And I'm real good about getting back to people, you know, because that's what we're doing this for. Um, so right. interested, by all means, uh, you know, head, head to the website, contact me if you need to. Everything about the book is right there, faustregiro.com. Faustregiro.com. We will put that link directly in our episode show notes so that while the listeners are hearing a wonderful conversation be between us two, they can also simultaneously click the link and go to your website and pick up a copy of the book. Faust, man, I really, really, truly appreciate uh, you coming on to the show. It's been an honor and privilege having you here, sir. Uh, I'm very grateful. Well, let me echo those words, Aubrey. It's nice to be able to spend you know, the better part of an hour with someone who, you know, you click like we just did. I thoroughly enjoyed not only uh, the interview, but the new person I got in my life, you know, uh, love what you're doing, love, you know, being here. I love you, my friend, and I'll be there anytime you need me. You, you, know, you know where to find me. Well, Foss, thank you so much, sir. And yes, let's please stay in touch, okay? I'd love to have you back on the show maybe eight months from now, six months. Uh, Absolutely. To... Awesome. We're, I'm going to be starting a new book. And so when the, yes. when, uh, and we're, so we're staying in the fix yourself realm, I think we're looking at the, the fix your anxiety handbook. Uh, and, I, and I should have that out within a year or so. So uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll get together and talk about it or anything else you need. I'm going to be there for you. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. And, you know, any, anything I can do to help support your movement, help support your mission, uh, I'm, I'm willing to help out as well, sir. Sounds All right. Great. So uh, now I'd like to go into a segment I like to call Three for the Road. And in Three for the Road, I ask my guests three random yet thought-provoking questions, challenging them to answer in five words or less. So, Foss, what do you think? Uh, you think you're up for it? Let's give it a shot. Remember what I said. The, the worst that could happen is I don't do well, but I guarantee you I will try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just trying right there, to me, that's accomplishment. That's so, the way uh, it works. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Thank you. And by the way, uh, these questions are not cookie cutters. They're not static questions that I ask every guest. My questions are customized based on my guest's background and mm -hmm. expertise, okay? So, all right, let's start with question number one for uh, in Three for the Road. Question number one. Now, in our lives, we've heard the expression attitude adjustment, right? Uh, what metaphoric tool do you see being used for that? Attitude adjustment, I would... We're back to uh, the willingness to change. Yes. Take a risk. That's Take all. Don't have to be a big one. Gotcha. Little risk. Attitudes, mm -hmm. attitude adjustment occurs because we remain static. We decide we're going to stay right here, just like the dancer I talked about. Until right. he becomes uh, a little bit more accomplished and tries it. Simply Beautiful. take a risk. Get new information. Take a risk, get new information. That that says it all right there. All right, number two. If you could wrap this message in a nice little package with a bow, what is the message you want the listeners to get from your book? Everything is inside you. Beautiful. Love yourself enough to go get it. Everything is inside of you. Love yourself enough to go get it. Love it. Fantastic. All right, Foss. Now, capping us off for three for the road. This one should be easy. It's a fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Transparency with ourselves is? Perfection. Perfection. Love that. 
love that. It's authenticity. It's thoughtfulness. It's uh, yeah. It's as good as it gets. Everything starts right there. And I and gotcha. you're calling transparency. My first chapter in the book is brutal honesty, which really is transparency with yourself. Right, and right. I always say it's it's the it's the it's the build the first building block of the whole program because you can't go anywhere without it. If you're not going to be honest with yeah. yourself, yeah. to be transparent, not with someone else, with you. Right, right. You will you won't be honest with anyone else if you're not honest with yourself, and and that that's where it all starts. Hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Foss, once again, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show, my friend. Uh, I, I love you. I love what you're doing. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm honored to have you on the show and more than delighted to bring you back on the show, man. Sounds great. And I'll be back for you anytime, as I've said. All right. Thanks. And I want to thank all of you for coming on the show and uh, tuning in and listening. Now, as a quick reminder, just want to let you know that the Rediscover Roadmap digital course is now available. This course shows you how to take an introspective approach towards your personal development using the four cornerstones to personal growth. That's self-awareness, humility, gratitude, and service to others. You can get a free preview of this course and even register by, visit, by visiting roadsrediscovery.com slash course. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash course. But more importantly, if you know someone, a loved one, a colleague, a, a classmate um, who appears to be at the end of their rope, uh, just nowhere to turn, going through dark days of despair, seem to have one challenge after another uh, with no direction, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them uh, because on the road to rediscovery, there are two things we want our listeners to know. Number one, you are not alone. And number two, there is always, there's always hope. The Road to Rediscovery, it's part of a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.